You are now tuning in to Discover Your Potential with radio talk show host Dan Gilman, Cindy Gilman's son. So listen, participate, be inspired, know that you can discover your potential. Here he is, Dan Gilman. Listening to Discover Your Potential, I'm your host, Dan Gilman, and this is a very special episode. We actually have a, a very special series uh, for the arts and promoting the arts. I myself come from an art background, uh, and my mother always supported me. But today we have a very special uh, guest, Guy Stanley Feloche. He's an incredible artist located in New York City, and as you saw in the video, and I'm going to just segue right to to Guy. He's incredible. Welcome <laughs> to Discover Your Potential. I'm so glad to have you here today. Oh, my God, Dan. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and want to sit down and uh, talk to me. Absolutely. Um, and, and first, I want to ask you about your, your upbringing. What was it like as a child? And have you always been inspired to follow a path as an artist? Uh, so to answer that question, you got, I have to basically tell you a little bit about my, about my background. You know, um, so both my parents were born in Haiti. Uh, I came over when I was about five years old, and I didn't speak the language at all. Uh, English is like my second language. And I was this very young and awkward kid growing up. And I learned how to speak the language through watching, you know, cartoons, daytime TV, um, and I found my way and I found my voice through art. So to answer that question, yes, you know, I've always wanted to be an artist, but I think where, I think that my big aha Oprah moment, I would say, was probably when I was in junior high school and we took a class trip to the museums. And that's when I fell in love with, you know, art, you know, that's when I fell in love with Picasso's and Monet's and all the classics, you know, um, yeah. Did, did you actually, did you attend art school when you went to college or? Yeah, yeah. So I did, I did, I, I did go to Pierre College of Art. Uh, it's a small art school in uh, Connecticut. And then I made my way to Yale. Um, wow. And then after that, I uh, decided it was time for me to move to New York, packed everything I had. Um, I moved to New York with $5,000, a duffel bag and a dream. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. So, you know, I grew, I grew up, I grew up drawing a lot, 
You know, I grew up copying comic books, um, you know, watching lots of cartoons, drawing lots of cartoons. Uh, I never realized I can make a career out of it until um, when I was uh, in, um, in high school. You know, in high school, that's when I realized, wow, you can actually make a career of being a painter or being an artist, you know, and, you know, and of course, when you're an artist, there's so many different fields of art, you know, you have illustrators, you have painters, you have graphic designers, um, you have so many different avenues that you can, you can go through, you know, but I, I fell in love with just, you know, drawing and painting. Um, I remember when I told my mom that I wanted to be an artist, um, I sat them down. I sat both my parents down. I was like, listen, you know, I think I'm going to go and become an artist and go to art school. And also too, mm -hmm. you need to understand when you, when you are, uh, when you have a Caribbean background like myself, you know, in our culture, it's, you know, our parents sacrifice so much. So therefore we don't have to. And so in our culture, we were supposed to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, but not just that we want the, you know, it's all about having a job with a pension. You know, um, I remember telling my mom that I wanted to go to art school and she sat me down and said, listen, baby, you are too smart and too bright. And, you know, I scrub enough toilets, so therefore you never have to. Because my mom, you know, was uh, was a house cleaner and a maid, and my dad was an engineer. And I was like, Mom, this is just what I want to do. And she was like, listen, we love you, but we're not paying for you to become an artist. And I was just like, yeah, I, I totally understand that. Um, after I graduated high school, um, I grabbed my diploma. I took my picture. I took the picture with my parents. I kissed them both on the cheek, and I said goodbye. And I left home when I was 17 years old. Wow. Look back. Wow, that's interesting. Um, so I, I always, because I, I also, you know, come from an art background. I, I, I attended art school as well. Uh, but what inspires your art? And where do you find your inspiration for your, for your work, for your pieces? Well, you know, one thing about me, I like to say, is that I'm a little different because I do series, you know, um, every few years I'll do, a, I'm always bouncing to a different series and different series, you know, and usually a series usually will have like between 30 to 35 paintings in mm. a series. Sorry about that. Um, and once that's um, done, I move on to a new series. And listen, my inspiration comes from every everything, you know, living in New York, walking down the street, you get inspired, you know, meeting interesting people, hearing people's stories. Um, it's interesting and fascinating. Um, this latest series right now I'm working on, it's called um, Give Us Our Flowers. You know, it's a series that started, the, the series hit me, I would say about a month and a half ago when I lost uh, a really good friend of mine who was one of my biggest collectors, um, my lawyer who helped me negotiate, uh, negotiate all my contracts, but just a really good friend that I'd known for years. Sorry and for your loss. Away. Oh, thanks. And he passed away all suddenly, you know? Wow. And so I go to his funeral and, you know, and the funeral was completely packed with, you know, people that loved him. Um, and I noticed one thing when I was at this funeral, everyone was praising him. You know, everyone kept saying like, oh, he was an amazing guy. He was such a smart attorney. I wish I had told him how fun he was when he was alive. Everyone just kept saying, I wish they had time to tell him 
uh, how great and amazing he was, you know? So his death really, his death really shook me up. You know, listen, I've, I've done, I've, I dealt with grief and I dealt with, you know, um, loved ones dying, but this one kind of hit me, really hit me the, uh, really hard, you know, and traditional therapy just wasn't working for me, you know? Uh, I was seeing my therapist, we were talking about, it just, I just couldn't shake it off, you know? Um, so one day I just decided just to go in the studio and start painting, but I start painting his portrait over and over and over again. Oh. And that's when like a new series just kind of blossomed into it, you know? And so now this is a new series and that's doing really well and people are really responding really well to it. Wow, that's incredible. Can, can you, uh, for the viewers that don't know your work, um, can you tell us more about your artistic style and how has it evolved uh, over the years? Oh my God, that's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'm classically trained, you know, but um, my, I think I would say my big break was my um, abstract paintings for a long time wow. called Untitled Series. Um, I was a huge Mark Rothko fan. Um, so, nice. you know, just picture, you know, a really beautiful color studies but what i did different was I, I put a really i put this amazing texture on them all my work is really texture driven can you tell us more about your artistic style and how it has evolved over the years yeah um you know if you look at my body of work you know um i'm you know i'm classically trained um so therefore i have different i like to say i have different styles um uh, but I, um one of my big breaks as an artist is it's probably what I'm really well known for is my um, abstract paintings. They're called my Untitled series. You know, uh, Mark Rothko was a huge, huge, I was a huge fan of Mark Rothko, uh, of his work, and um, he influenced me a lot. So the series called Untitled is, is basically dedicated to him. And throughout the years, the work, again, different different stuff influences me and the works has evolved and grow. And then I go from, you know, doing more cartoon stuff. Um, um, and those cartoon stuff like, you know, Charlie Brown or Snoopy or peanut characters or um, Garfield and everything like that. Those are dedicated to like my childhood growing up as a kid, you know, waking up um, Saturday mornings with a bowl of cereal and, watching cartoons and then from there uh, I'm doing more figurative works and everything like that until where I am right now where I'm doing more figurative works you know what nice. one thing that I'm really I'm, I think I would like to say is like I'm really I'm very grateful and very blessed that I have a gallery that allows me to grow and evolve as an artist because I've known so many artists who are very successful but they're stuck painting the same narrative over and over and over because it's selling and they're scared to, I would, I would, I would say think outside a box or get out of their comfort zone, you know? Um, also too, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I have collectors that love everything I do. You know, yes. I have collectors have, you know, pieces of every series I've done, which is, you know, really interesting. Yeah. That sounds really incredible. I, I would love to know, you know, even as an artist too, like, how do you approach creating a new piece of work and, and what is your process like? You know, uh, it, it's the process is, it's like, you know, you have a, you have like this little idea, you know, and then, um, you just attack the canvas. You know, I have friends who, who, you know, they want to sketch a million sketches or, you know, do stuff on the computer. 
I'm old school, man. I just attack the canvas and just work out through there. You know, if something's not working, you just take that rag, you just scrape it off. And even scraping it off, something really beautiful mm -hmm. tends to happen, you know? So that's just my process. I just attack the canvas until until um, it hits. Can And just for viewers who are artists too, um, I know that they've, they've, uh, had their own kind of share of, of struggles or challenges, I should say, but can you share any like challenges or struggles that you faced as an artist and how, how did you overcome them? Cause I know that's really helps. I still face, I still face lots of struggles and challenges as an artist, you know, the fact that matters this, you know, um, I live in New York city, you know, and I live in one of the most expensive cities in the world, but at the same time, New York is, it's basically one of the capitals of the art world. You know, um, and everybody in our mother in the city is an artist. You know, what I mean, so we're all fighting for the same wall space. We're fighting for the same gallery. We're fighting for that same critic to do, you know, to critique artwork for the New York Times. You know, mm. so competition is very fierce. You know, and I don't mind that. You know, but I, you know, I, I beat to my own, I beat to my own drum. You know, um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, I have a philosophy that I've lived by. You know, and I live, and I and I live by. Um, since I moved to New York, and since I, since I, um, you know, had success, every time I sell a painting, I buy a painting for right. an up and coming artists. You know, because I remember being that kid who didn't get his big big break yet. You know, I remember right. being that kid who was so broke that he finally had a show, a group show at you know a little gallery. I couldn't afford to rent a U-Haul, you know, so I had to take my four paintings, strap it on a dolly, and walk 30 blocks, you know? Mm. I, you know, and, and, you know, and the fact of the matter is, like, you know, no one opened doors for me. I was that kid who went through the back door, through the window, to be in the room, to get into the room, you know? But it was something, there was something interesting about, like, once I was in the room, my presence was always known, you mm. know? So, so I, I, I don't forget where I'm from, you know? So, and that's why I would say that like, there's enough for everybody. You know, I have friends who are getting half a million dollars to a million dollars for the artwork. I have friends who haven't gotten a big break yet. And now that I actually have a seat at the table and I'm in the room, you know, I, I'm, my job now is just to make sure I try to open as, as many doors as possible because mm -hmm. there is enough room for everybody, you know? Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just interesting to hear as an artist too, because I always, for me anyway, I've always feared to was fearful about pursuing my work oh, at, no, it's as not, an artist. Yeah, it's not easy. Listen, it's not going. Yeah. You know, there's a handful of people that things happen overnight for them as soon as they graduate. But it's just it's just one of those things. It's lots of hard work, yeah. lots of you know focus. And the the question I always tell people is like, what are you willing to sacrifice? Well, it it's, also, it's also about two mindset too, right? So. Yeah. Oh, it, it, uh, but I think the key thing is though too, it's such mm -hmm. a business now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And the artwork has changed so much in the past 20 years, Dan, let me tell you, you know, 20 yeah. years ago, when I first moved to New York, I could just bring my portfolio into a gallery and a gallery owner would be like, would love to meet a new artist and give you five minutes of their time. You yeah. know, now it doesn't work like that, but also too, mm -hmm. um, Technology has changed the game right now too. You know, you have social media. It's a it's a game changer. Yeah. 
now for a lot of artists. You know, I have artists, friends, I have friends of mine who are artists that they're crushing it, you know, and they don't need a gallery anymore, you know? So it's, it's been one of those things where, you know, you, you just got to find what works for you. And I wanted to delve into this. I know you talked about this earlier, but you've helped so many artists, including not only purchasing the work, as you mentioned, and showcasing it to other mm -hmm. artists, but what advice do you have for aspiring artists and, and who, who are just like starting out on their kind of creative journey? Um, I would say this, take a look, take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself, is this something what you truly, truly want? Because I'm going to be honest with you, even though like, you know, I love what I do and everything like that. It's not for everybody. Right. You know, it really isn't for everybody, you know? Um, and again, it's one of those things you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice? Because it is a lot of sacrifice, you know? Um, you get, you just gotta want it. You just gotta want it and you gotta show up and do the work, you know? I know I don't want to sound cheesy and everything like that, but like, I think I think this generation now, um, I want to say just they don't dream anymore. You know mm -hmm. what happened to just dream big? You know I'm 45 years old and I you know and yeah. I, I still dream. You know and and one thing that I'm very lucky about and, and love seeing is when your dreams come true. And guess what, Dan? It's time for me to dream even bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these kids now, they don't dream anymore, man. They want instant gratification right away without doing the work, mm. you know? Um, and, you know, for instance, when you get to my level in my career and my price point, it's it's a whole different ball game because I'm not selling paintings for two, $3,000 anymore. You know, I'm at the fifty dollars to $100,000 price point now. And at that price point, you know, you gotta look at yourself as a you know as a brand, you know. So right now, I like to say that I'm a CEO of my company, mm. and my paintings are my stocks. Mm -hmm. And once a person buys my paintings, they're buying my stock. And once you become a you know once you buy my stock, you're now um, you know now you're now a board member and a shareholder, you know. And what's the number one rule? of being a good CEO is make sure that your stocks and your shareholders are happy. And how do you make them happy? By continuing adding value to your stock. Oh, that's great. That's a great analogy. Yeah. So that's what I do now, you know, because, you know, um, I'm, you know, my work's a commodity now and, you know, I have a lot of people that believe in me that invest in my work. And mm -hmm. now my job is not just to make great artwork, but to make sure that the value of the work keep goes up in value. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm just, I'm just even thinking like getting from where you were when you first began and just, just exploding, you know, because you. It's, 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 believe it or not, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing difficult, really. It's just doing the work, man. I wish that had social media 20 years ago mm. and now, you know, it's, again, it's one of those things where, listen, it's sacrifice. I'm 45, for instance, I'm 45 years old, you know, and I fell in love with many beautiful women in my life, you know, who wanted had to have children, you know, and I met some incredible women that one that I, I thought were potential, you know, but the deal breaker is I didn't want to have children right now. Mm -hmm. And because when you, when you're pursuing art, 
for what I'm trying to do and what I wanted to do, you have to take these big gambles and these big risks, right. you know? And, and sometimes they're huge financial risk, you know, like going to Miami and doing the art fairs and, and everything like that. Sometimes I have to invest, you know, $20,000, you know, right. perfect. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. A few years back, you know, I got an opportunity to do the, um, the Aspen art fair. Okay. You know, the owner who owns the fair calls me up and is like, hey, we're a big fan of your, do you want, we'd love to give you a solo booth at the fair. Uh, it's $15,000. Do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's Aspen in the summertime. Right. Oh my God, yes. So, yeah, I put on my credit card. You know, I rented a U Haul. I had 20 paintings. I drove from New York to Aspen, Colorado wow. in a U Haul by myself with nothing but Red Bull and beef jerky. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know. And I sat up the booth and it looked really beautiful and everything like that just to break even. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. You know, yep. you know what I mean? So, but you know, I did it though, you know, and then, you know, and you know, just to break even basically, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but sometimes I am lucky that I just broke even because there's sometimes where you do stuff like that. Y'all are, you know, y'all are hit a home run, you break even or you take a hit. Yeah. You know, and when you have children and, you know, it's harder, it gets harder, you know, because it's not about you anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yep. it's, it's about, you know, it's about this child that yes. you brought into the world, you know? Yep. So it's one of those things about, again, it's sacrifice. You know, you have to be a little selfish and self-absorbed, you know, to pursue this career. So that's why I say it's not for everyone. Got if it. you truly want to make it, you know? Yes. Because you got to hustle. It's. And the thing is, today, it never stops. The yeah. hustle never stops. The grinding never stops, you know? Yeah. Uh, a, 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 another story I, I could tell you is, you know, when I do take a vacation once in a while, and, you know, and I, I'll, you know, I was in, uh, where was I? I was in uh, the Bahamas uh, one year, and um, just, you know, I, I just needed to turn it off a little bit, you know? And of course. I went to the bar, I went to the bar and... I was ordering a drink and this lovely couple came and the guy, the guy threw down his black American express card on the bar. And I was like, when you see that, that means like, wow, you know, you're a multimillionaire. And right. I was, and I was just, and it kicked in, you know, I was like, Hey man, what's going on? Let me buy you a round of drink. Where are you guys from? You know, chat them up, you know? Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, we had, we became friends and we had dinner. Um, they were from New York as well, oh, and <laughs> and they came by the studio and bought two paintings. You know, wow, there you but go. I shouldn't. But I was supposed to be on vacation. where you're supposed to turn it off. You can't turn it off. You know, right. when you see an opportunity, you know, you have to strike. But that's what I'm saying. The hustle never stops. The grinding never stops. And yeah. it's one of those things where, like, you know, it's not a nine to five job. It's right. a lifestyle. Yes. Purchase paid for your trip too. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. So. But it was just one of those things where, you know, if I didn't put myself out there and, you know, and just say hi to the guy, you know, and, you know, bum around drinks, met his lovely wife, you know, we talked and they're like, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm an artist. I'm on vacation. Oh, my right. God, we love art, too. And next thing you know, we just kind of hit it off. And they were from New York. And it's so funny, too. You know, I've been in New York 20 years. And every time I travel around the world, I meet more New Yorkers. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, there you go. That's I, funny. I leave, I leave New York to meet more to New meet Yorkers. More Yorkers. <laughs> well, that's great because they're close by, so they'll yeah, come yeah, to your exactly. studio. Exactly. So. <laughs>
And that actually led to my my next question, ironically, but how do you balance your art with other commitments and responsibilities in your life? But I guess you um, answered that. No, you don't. You, you really, you know, I, I really don't. You know, like, you know, I think one thing that brings me joy is that, you know, because of my success and everything, I'm allowed to, I have the ability to buy art from other artists, you know? Like <laughs> behind me now, you can see my home, you know, it. my loft. It's like it, my wall is just covered with art and I love coming home. That's so those incredible. are the things, those are things that give me a little joy that, you know, I get to, you know, every time I sell a painting, I get to buy another painting, you know? Um, I have a, I have a, I have two storage units just filled with art. Uh-huh. And every six months, you know, I'm constantly just rotating stuff. Okay. In it. <laughs> That's cool. You know? So yeah. those things are giving me a joy, but no, no, uh, um, it gets, it gets, I would say though, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets harder now because now it's more like you're a businessman now, you know, you're a business now, you know, yeah. you're a brand, you know? And, and my thing is like, I don't want to disappoint my collectors, you know, because they're, they're investing a lot of money in me. They love the work, but they're also investing in me. I like to surround myself with successful people. You know, like I already know what it takes to become a successful, a successful artist, but I like to surround myself with successful doctors, successful lawyers, successful CEO, successful mechanics, successful entrepreneur, because I, or, or even successful athletes, because mm-hmm. I want to know what their um, blueprint is and hear it and learn from them and take little pieces here and there and tweak it into my story and my blueprint. Uh, to take things to the next level. That's great. If that makes any sense at all. No, it does actually. Um, and not to bring up Les Brown, but he always says your network is your net worth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. and also too, I always tell people, you know, your, um, you know, your contacts is it's currency. Yeah. That too. In, in New York city, you know, and there's another one that says, if you can't be used, you're useless. <laughs> oh, gosh. One of my favorite ones. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's, it's, but it's, it's, it's being, you know, for, for up, for up and coming artists that I, 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 I tend to meet that emails me all the time. The first question I was asked them is, where do you live? You know, cause what's heartbreaking is seeing these amazing talented artists, yeah. but they live in, you know, East Bumble and Ohio, you know, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, yep. and I was like, dude, you're wasting your talent in East Bumble, Ohio somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're really, truly, if you truly, truly want to pursue this, you know what I mean? You have to come to a major city like New York, LA, Chicago, you know, a metropolitan city, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's always, that's always the first thing I always ask people like, well, you know, where do you live? And, and I, and I've met so many talented artists who live in these small towns where people don't care about art. You know, they don't understand the value of art. They don't understand, you know, they don't, yeah, collectors aren't there. Yeah. Um, with all that said, though, how do you stay motivated and continue to grow? Um, because I haven't, I haven't, there's, I haven't hit the end game for me yet. You know, like you know, one of the coolest things I would say that's that's been happening that I like to do in my career is like I like to have a vision board. Hmm. Every year I put a vision board together of things that I want to accomplish. Wow. You know what's really cool, Dan, is t- 
taking things off the vision board that you've accomplished. Like, you know, uh, a certain car, having a loft, buying this, getting interviewed by this person, blah, blah. And it, that, all that means is you're not dreaming big enough now, you know? So for me now, for me now, is just like when you answer that, when you, when you ask me that question, how do you, you just, I'm just keep, I keep dreaming big enough. You know, I, I, I just keep dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, because uh, the end goal for me is the MoMA, you know, and then you ask me, well, what happens next, you know, what happens next month, the MoMA purchase to your paintings? Well, guess what? Now it's the tape. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just keep going up. You just yes. keep going, you know, you yeah. just keep going. And also too, one of the best things that ever happened to me is that my parents didn't pay for me to go to art school because mm. that made me realize that failure was not an option. There was no plan B, you know? So mm. like, I understand the value of, you know, of, of what I'm doing to make things happen. Now, if my parents had paid for me to art, to go to art school, things could have been different. I really think so. Mm. I would have probably been like little loosey goosey, on what direction of art I want to go to. Maybe I'll take a graphic design class. Maybe I'll do a little, you know, illustration here. Maybe I'll, I'll maybe work for Disney, you know? But the fact that I had to pay for it out of my own pocket, I had to, you know, work two jobs, go to school full time, you know, made me was like, yeah, dude, failure is not an option, you know? So I, I think my parents, you know, I think my parents every time I see them, you know, and now, 20 years later, you know, they look at me and, you know, like um, over the holidays, you know, my dad was like, you know, I have all the kids, you know, we wrote you a little hard. We wrote you really hard. And I'm sorry. I'm like, don't apologize. What you guys did, I'm the man that I am now because of you, because failure wasn't an option now. It wasn't like, and when I met, you know, when they, when I, when they, when they told me they weren't going to pay for me to go to school, Dan, yeah. they really meant that, you know, there's been times, there was times like, Thank God for Subway sandwiches, you know, buy one, get the second one free. Cause I lived off of that for a year. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to have one for lunch. Then the second one I'm going to have for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and not have breakfast. Yep. I get yeah, that. Yeah. You know? Or this but power bar it, maybe. It, it, yeah. But it made me, it made me realize that like, yeah, dude, I, there's, there's no, there's no going back home. You know, if, if I wanted to go back home, that means I would have to go to a trade school or a university and switch up my major um, mm. to get the help that I wanted to get help for. But no, my. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, how do you, how, how does, do you use your art to make a positive impact in the world? I mean, it already is. But, um, you know, I listen, you know, one thing that um, is really dear to me is that um, art saved my life, okay? Yeah. And, you know, what I mean by that, you know, I think everyone, um, re you know, I think every teenager comes across a path in their life and what direction they need to go. You know, they either go left or go right, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, and what I mean that art saved my life, I could have, you know, I could have been out here on these streets and, you know, get into trouble, be doing, you know, just silly things, you know. But the fact that I had a dream and I stayed focused, um, and also had amazing teachers that kept me on the right path. So, what breaks my heart is when I hear that, you know, when a school needs to cut budget, the first thing that gets cut is the art program. Mm 
Yeah, you unfortunately. Know, I have major, major issues for, with that because, you mm-hmm. know, not and not everyone, they're basically saying that dribbling yeah. a ball or catching a ball is more important than making art. And that's not true. The fact that matters is you have more, you have, you know, the odds of you becoming uh, a successful artist in any art field is more, um, is more likely to happen than you ever become a professional athlete, you know? And not everyone's meant to be a doctor. Not everyone's meant to be a lawyer. Not everyone's meant to be, you know, some blue collar thing, but people are meant to make art in some force of, you know, in some way, you know? So when a school, when I hear a school that's this kind of budget to cut the art program, I'm the first one to either write a check or auction auction off one of my paintings to help raise money for the art department or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I was that kid who came to America who didn't speak the language, but mm-hmm. found his voice through art. Yeah, you know? that's great. So, so to answer your question, that's how I, I like to say I use my art to help impact the world a little bit, to continue that. Because there's a yeah. kid right now, Dan, that's probably in his room right now, 15, 16 years old, and it's a prodigy. Yeah. You know, but he just needs that extra little push to say, hey, man, you're really special. You have a God given gift. You should pursue art. He might not get that from his parents, right. but he should be getting that from a teacher, a guidance counselor, an art, you know, someone. That's you know an educator, yeah, you know, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, that and I was just gonna segue into what has been the most rewarding part of your career as an artist. Uh, um, you know, there's been some really cool perks. You know, when you get to when you get to my level of my career, you met some. You know, you get to meet some really cool people. Yeah. Um, you get to meet some like, you know, some artists that you admire. You're like, whoa, you know, like, you know, I think one of the I think one of the coolest things that ever um that I experienced, which was really funny, is that um Jeff Koons bought one of my paintings. Oh wow. You know? Yeah, you know, and it was so That's funny. Incredible. Yeah, I've met him, I met him a few times. I met him, but the first time man, it was like 15 years ago at an art auction and I was auctioning off one of my small paintings and he really lit, he really digged it and wow. used it. I was like, oh my God, it's Jeff Coons. I'm like, dude, I stood you in school and blah blah blah. He was like, oh you know, I was like I was like that like that like some little groupie. I was like, oh my God, it's Jeff Coons. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, granted we're not at the same level nowhere near, but you know, I'm chasing him though. You know, I'm I'm coming for yeah. that crown, man. I'm coming for that crown. You know, he's 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 been sitting on the throne way too long. Yeah, I'm coming for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Come on, let's go." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Come on, get it," you know. But if you yep. don't listen, you know, is that saying? If you're gonna come for the king, make sure you have, you know, you got one shot. You know, if you're gonna yep. come for the king, you got one shot. So I'm coming from him. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Well, it's about celebrating artists, right? Yeah, so that, you know, that's... and also to, it's also to it's it's artists supporting artists. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm I'm yeah. I'm a truly truly big fan of that man. Artist supporting artists, you know. Anyway, I can help using my little small little platform to help promote another artist. You know, even if it's a musician, um, singer, um, dancer, or visual artist. Yeah, we we all have to support That's each other. Great. 
That is great. Yeah. Fear, fear, fear is a, it's a, it gets the best of, it gets the best of people sometimes, man. And even all the greats experience it. So, um, but one thing that helps me get overcome it is mm -hmm. that you got to take that first step. Yes. That first step is a game changer. You know, the first step is like a game changer. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. I miss, I miss painting. I miss doing art. It's never see. Here's the thing. Here's the good thing about being it an artist. It never goes away. It never goes away, man. You know, like soon as we get off, as soon as we get off of this, dude, just grab some, you know, grab a, grab some canvas, some paint, and start jamming. Put yeah. some music on. Have a glass of wine. It, it's harder with kids. I know. I know. <laughs> That's I know. where you came from. I, I know. So, and yeah. the funny thing is, you know, it, the funny thing is, like, you know, uh, this week was a, a very uh, emotional week for me because a lot of my friends were like were leaning on me a lot, you know, and, and cause I get, you know, I get people, it's so weird too, because like, you know, I get now that I, I, you know, I had my career is just taking off a little bit and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in some museums and there's amazing collectors and everything like that. And if my friends who see me where we all, we both start at the same, you know, playing, you know, playing field and they see the projector that I'm going to, you know, and, you know, and they, they see it has been 20 years. Some of my friends now, you know, they're married, they have kids, and they're still trying to paint and everything like that. And they become weekend painters, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, and I had a buddy of mine who called me and he came by my studio. He said, hey, can I come by? I was like, yeah, I'm just painting. And he walks into my studio and he was like, oh, I just missed that smell. I was like, what smell? Mm -hmm. It's like, that paint smell. I was like, dude, you're not painting? He was like, I haven't picked up a brush in like a year and a half, man. It's killing me. And, you know, and, and, and I was like, why? He's like, dude, I have two kids now and, you know, and my wife and, you know, but like, I was like, but you know, you're slowly dying though right now. Exactly. Inside. <laughs> absolutely. You're slowly dying inside, man. Yeah. You know, And even if you pay on the weekends, you know, and the funny thing is, you know, people who are not uh, a creative, they don't understand that it's not something you just turn on right away, you know, because wife right. is like, oh, just go to the studio for an hour. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. No, you it know? doesn't. <laughs> I go, sometimes I like, I go to the studio every single day, yeah. but I don't paint every single day. Sometimes yeah, I'm in my studio just cleaning brushes right. yeah, <laughs> all, exactly. day long, all day long, you know, just right. cleaning exactly. brushes. And then one day you're like, you know, you're like, you're cleaning your brushes and you see something in the corner of your eye. You're like, it's oh. like an epiphany. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it doesn't happen an hour. You know, it happens like three hours in. You're just like, oh yeah. shit, I can do something. You know, yeah. And you know, and he was like, "See, you get it." He was like, "I try to explain that to my wife. She just doesn't understand that." Like, well, I'm giving you two hours. Go paint. It's like, <laughs> right? It doesn't work that. Way. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Creativity does not work that way. Oh, no. it doesn't, man. I used to and be up. Three, four o'clock in the morning. That's when I was inspired the most. I was like, oh, I gotta paint. Oh my now. god, yeah, exactly. And and when it hits you, it hits you, man. You forget to yep. eat, you forget to sleep, you're just like in the zone. And but that's the that's the best feeling when it's on, you know. But with that said though, you know, I yeah, also had to I tell him, you know, I was like, you know, with that said though, like the grass is always greener, you know. Like, dude, I come home to like my dog Picasso and my paintings. You know, you come home to two beautiful children, a lovely wife, and yeah, and maybe one day I'll have that, or but that was my decision, you know. And right. I was like, but you have to, you have to, you can't resent the person that you love. You can't of resent course. your children because those were your decisions that you made. 
Correct. You know, and I had to remind him about that. I was like, dude, those are, you know, and he was like, yeah, no, no, I, 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 you know, he's like, you know, I love my wife. I love my kids. I just wish I had more time. I was like, yeah. I get it, man. <laughs> yeah. But again, it goes back to like, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice and to make, to pursue this, you know, cause it's, yes. it's, you know, it's a lonely life, you know, and you, and you know, before you had kids, you know, you used to be in your studio for hours and days at a time. Oh and, my God, you yes. You know, so yeah, like the pandemic, yeah. you know, it's so funny because, you know, it seems like artists were the only ones who were okay with the pandemic because we've always been alone. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. That's true. The pandemic was great for me because like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna be back and forth in my studio. Just be in my studio painting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and I think yep. the pandemic had a lot to do with that too. Because Absolutely. what the pandemic real, you know, made people realize is like, a life is way too short, man. You right. know what I mean? So if I don't pursue this thing right now, right. I don't want to live my life. Could have, should have, but I didn't. Is there yep. anything else that you'd like to share with our viewers about your art or your journey as an artist? Well, I would say, you know, I would love to tell people like, listen, you know, go for it. You know, use all the tools that you have access to. Use social media, you know, let people know when you go out and networking. Networking is one of the most important things you have to do, but also do it with confidence. You know, so when you do go out and meet somebody at a bar or a restaurant and ask you what you do, say with confidence, oh, I'm an artist. You know, don't be like, oh, well, sometimes I paint and, but, you know, but I really am, a, you know, accountant, but I like to paint. No, you know, um, and, and go for it. Like I said, life is short, man. So if you this is what you want to go, do it, you know, but just realize that, just make sure you realize that failure is not an option for you. You just have to go for it. Go big or go home. Absolutely. Failure is not an option. Failure is not an option. It is. It really isn't. Yeah. yeah. And um, believe it or not, again, TikTok and Instagram, those are game changers, man. You don't need a dealer yeah. anymore, you know? Um, but also, too, point. also too I, I also highly recommend if you don't have it in you, some people have it, some people don't, you know, like, I, yeah, I'm a great painter, but I'm also a great marketer and a great business person. Take a marketing class because at the end of the day, it's about marketing. You know, it's about knowing your audience and uh, it's about finding who your audience is, knowing them and learning how to tap into them. Makes a lot of sense. That's yeah, great. Because, because at the end of the day, let's be honest, art, you know, listen. Who needs art on their walls? Nobody. You know, let's be honest. You know, like, listen, I'm not saving lives. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I, I, I didn't discover the cure for cancer or anything like that. I but know, I but love, you're touching people's lives with your but work. I love, I love art, you know. And yeah. to me, art, see, to me, art is very important. I've met so many wealthy people. They have $10 million homes and you walk into their homes. They're just not into art. They collect right. other things. They either collect cars, watches, wines, whatever. You know, um, hmm. yeah, you know, so when you get to meet those collectors that love art, man, you know, and yeah. And also to go support other, you know, go support your local art school, go support your local high school, go support your local, um, go support your local art. Because the thing is, I think one thing that people need to understand is that art's not just for the rich. 
Go, yeah. go support, go buy a $300 painting. You know, go, when you walk into your local Starbucks or your local coffee shop, if there's a really cool black and white photograph someone took, support them. You know, go to your local art school and every every semester they do a senior show or, or, or a student show. Go and support and go buy an up and coming artist for paying for like 300 bucks, 400 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to go and spend $100,000 on paintings right away. You build your collection slowly. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I truly appreciate your time yeah. today. No, no, thank you. And next time you're in the city, let's do this in like, you know, let's do let's do round oh, two. I'd love it. Drinks, you know, you know, and, and, it. And, and make it happen. That would be wonderful. I truly appreciate that. Hey, Dan, um, listen, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, guy. I truly appreciate your time and your energy and your vision. And you're a true inspiration to me and so many other people. So, oh, thank well, thanks. I appreciate that. This is Cindy Gilman, and you're listening to Discover Your Potential. So until next time, do something nice for yourself, but do something nice for someone else. Introducing Tower Gardens. With rising gas prices, food prices, fertilizer shortages, and uncertainty about what goes into your food, create an entirely different experience by bringing the supermarket into your home with easy-to-use Tower Gardens. The vertical, aeroponic garden system has an efficient, compact design that is soil-free, weed-free, pesticide-free, practically maintenance-free, and requires minimal space, no green thumb necessary. Let your imagination run wild, growing celery, squash, watermelon, herbs, super greens, and much more, indoors or outdoors, all year round. Create your own food supply, save money, and precious time with Tower Gardens. Learn more at peopleandpawswellness.com. We are all natural and drool worthy. Is your pet worthy? Only with Platinum Pet Treats. Subscribe and save up to 25% off. 10% of the gross sales are donated to nonprofit animal and human organizations.